If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. And it's episode six of our first name basis season. We're getting to the end. I am your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here, as always, with Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Sarah, it's me. <laughs> Spelling my name with an H on the end, because it's right. <laughs> Honestly, Andrew that's harmonica. the end of the season. Thank yeah. you, everyone. <laughs> and scene. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't often sing, but sometimes it's necessary. Um, before we begin ranking the top 20 most iconic songs with names in them, we have a prepared statement for Mr. Blankenship, who will not be taking questions. Mark? <laughs> Sarah, I don't know if you had this experience, but I found it incredibly difficult to rank these 20 songs. Yes, I did. Thank you. Yes, I suspected you might as well. And I just wanted to say at this point, listeners, songs have to come in last. And I want to just remind everyone that these 20 songs made it from an original pool of over 120 contenders. Yes. So to be in the top 20 is an honor, I say. And I actually had to keep reminding myself of that because there are so yes. many truly iconic name related songs in this pro- in this group that I had to remember, right, just because I'm ranking them 17th this week doesn't mean I don't like them. They've already fought through so much just to get to this point. Yeah, it's really true. And I was going to say there's no bad songs here. That's not true. There's a handful of real bad songs that we are contemplating. Um, well, really only just a couple, but there's no unworthy songs That's here. Right. That these are all iconic when it comes to our criteria for the iconic first name songs. So, but with that said, I was like re-shuffling um, my list to get all the points values, which we'll talk about in one second before we get started. But I just could not believe where certain songs ended up that I was like, how can you be here? Oh, that's right. Because there's 10 that I think are more suitable yes. than you, Sniff. But I mean, we're going to find out because my votes might not end up counting that much. Mark, can you brief the listeners real quick on how this ranking episode is going to work slash differ from previous up-down votes in the season. Yes, I will. This is a Mastis classic ranking episode format, Mm. if you will. This week, 
all 20 songs will receive a point value from me, from Sarah, and from the listeners. My number one song will receive 20 points. My number two song will receive 19 points, and so on down the line, until my 20th ranked song receives one point. The same will be true of Sarah. And we invited our Patreon patrons to vote on this top 20, and we have looked at their votes to determine their order, meaning the song that the patrons gave the most votes to is their first place and will get 20 points, so on down the line. Then, at the end of this episode, we will add up the point totals for all of the songs, and then, using a spreadsheet that I have created through the power of science, (laughs) I will rank the songs uh, I will rank the songs in order of their ultimate vote totals. So our highest point-getting song will be our number one song of the week. And finally, the top ten point-getters in this episode will move on to next week's finale, a thrilling bloodbath, to be sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we get started on our list, which we are doing in alphabetical order, starting with the number song, Don't Add Us. I will note that we still have all four predicted top finishers in the running right now, which is my husband's choice, Roxanne by the police, your husband's choice, Rosanna by Toto, and our somehow joint choice, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. So are any and all of these going to make it through? I don't know. I don't know what you did to make it happen. <laughs> We're going to see. Shall we begin, though, with uh, one that none of us picked, which is 8675309 slash Jenny by Tommy Tut One. <laughs> right. You mean meaning a song that none of us picked to make it to all yes, the way? Correct. Yes. Yeah, so I will say, Sarah, this is the only song, truly, that I had an easy time ranking of this entire group. Really? Yes, because for me, I realized, aha, in this group, the most iconic thing about the song is not the name, it's the phone number. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And listen, if I met a Jenny, I mean, there are Jennies that listen to this podcast and are patrons of this podcast. Hello, Jenny. Mm -hmm. I definitely would be able to get to Jenny, I got your number. But I Mm -hmm. do think that the most iconic element of this song is the phone number, not the name. And if this were... Mark and Sarah rank phone number based songs. I do think it would win in a walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, completely agree with you. I don't even know what other phone number based songs they would really be, actually. So, yeah, it's just like mentioning the number, but not an actual n- numeric value. So, I think this might be the only one in that yeah, regard. Yeah, unless there are probably songs where people say 911. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're, we'll do that in six years. It is a joke. In your town, right, there it is. Okay, there's our number two hit. Anyway, but that's not what we're ranking, Sarah. That is a fictitious uh, season that I have created here today. That means that for me, it was very easy to put this song into last place, 20th place, a mere one point from me. Although I will say canonically now, it is Tommy Tut one. Mm-hmm. It is. Just as Joey Fatone is Joey Fat one. Sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Um, This one wound up right in the middle for me, 11th place with 10 points, because I agree with you about the number. And I agree, like I've said in previous episodes, this is not my most iconic Jenny or Jennifer song. That's De La Soul. But with that said, I thought there were songs in this group that were less iconic for whatever reason. Um, And this is just where... You know, it's like at the head of the list alphabetically, and then it was just kind of floating up 
and down, and it wound up right mm. in the middle. So 11th place. Where did the users put it? The users. They. they Where did the listeners their, put it? What was their UX? Um, Jesus. They're gooey. The, Gross. The listeners were much more in line with you than they were with me. They put the song in 13th place and gave it eight points. Okay. But I, I don't think whatever her phone number is, is, I don't think Jenny is coming with us to next week. But I guess we'll see. I guess that, yeah, when, when one of us puts a song in last place, we're basically saying, hey, unless you get two first place finishes, you're out, boo. Yeah, bye, bitch. <laughs> All right. Go put some but go put some white out over your number in that men's room wall and talk to me tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on to a song that I feel like we just keep discussing. Maybe <laughs> Paul Simon needs to replace Yvonne Elliman on our um, <laughs> Patreon patron saint structure. Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. Um, Hilariously, I don't know if you use this function, the Apple Music Favorites mix, that it just like remixes for you every week and is like, here's what we think you might listen to some more based on what you were listening to last week and what you skipped. (laughs) I do use the the Spotify version of that, yes. Okay. Um, Apple Music's Favorites mix understands what we're doing dimly on Mastass at any given time. And uh, like half of this episode showed up on the Favorites mix. Um, While I was doing a hashtag old lady walk to the post office, Cecilia came on. And I swear to God, I think this song might be like one of my top five favorite pop songs of all time from anyone in any genre. Yeah. But it's number 19 for me with two points because I don't think it quite does it here. I didn't put it in last because it's so goddamn good and it would feel like a betrayal. But I just, this is a use case thing where it's very subjective. And for me, it doesn't fly. But I know that you feel differently and I'm pretty sure the listeners do as well. Yeah, so this is going to be the first of what I predict are going to be many, many moments where the three voting bodies are in wild disagreement with one another. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, it couldn't actually be clearer. You put it in 19th place. Now, mm-hmm. I, as discussed in previous episodes of this season, happen to know multiple Cecilias and have inflicted this song upon them <laughs> and have heard uh, from them definitive statements that it has been inflicted upon them their entire lives. So for me, use case scenario, mm-hmm. I find it to be quite apropos for our season, and I put it in 11th place with 10 points. Okay. Uh-oh. Now, I ranked these. I ranked my choices before I looked at the patrons' choices, and Sarah, I was gobsmacked to see that <gasps> they put Cecilia in second place. Wow. I mean, y'all, somebody out there is married to, related to dated works with a cecilia that there must be more cecilias out there than we realized yeah i also feel like we're just gonna end up with 17 songs that have 35 points guys (laughs) this will not work we cannot have a 14-way tie that's not how this goes the other thing Um, that's possible this is just occurring to me there is an actress a broadway actress named celia keenan bolger and she may have been bribing our patrons oh well uh, look, do what you got to do. No judgments. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. I understand how these things work. Sometimes things that have the force of law weren't legal. Welcome to Garden <laughs> State. Um, okay, I think that brings us to our first 
clip, which I don't know about you, but I sort of avoided clipping this, um, not just because I thought the song Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners or Dexis Midnight Runners, depending on how you want to style it. I just, I am sick forever of this song. The video with them like skipping around in their overalls, like it's just the most punchable pop experience just for me at this point with that said i have frequently felt regrets for not predicting that this would win the whole thing but i hope we don't have to listen to it again here's a clip hopefully for the last time of come on eileen I confess, while I was listening to that, I was chair dancing. I think it's just this, like, um, knee-jerk, reflex, lizard brain thing that happens. I also think it is extremely fitting for our brief here. (laughs) Brief. Um, So I put it third, 18 points. I don't need to hear it again, but I think it's it's absolutely top-notch for what we're doing this season. What about you? Well, I will say, even if this is the last time we ever hear this song on this podcast, it won't be the last time you hear this song in your life, because this is one of those 80s songs that is never going away. No, no, it isn't. Eileen is coming on wherever you go, like it or not, and she's wearing overalls with one strap unbuttoned. I don't approve. Anyway, continue. (laughs) So I... I mean, listen, things have to go somewhere. So I just created this arbitrary... (laughs) basically rubric for myself where i was like how many of these people do i know i don't know very many eileen's 12th place okay (laughs) i mean that's not bad though listen but i just want to say up front that rubric completely falls apart later so oh no mine too (laughs) I, i was just staring at this and i was like god this is so iconic it really is like it is exactly on the brief but other songs make me feel more viscerally that they are correct. And mm-hmm. I just decided I needed to trust my gut over my brain here. You so do. I, yeah. So 12th place, still a solid finish. That's nine points for me. And in between us both, the patrons put Dexies in seventh place with mm. 14 points. Interesting. Okay. That's a little bit more consensetic. Than we've been doing. All right. I am very interested to hear what everybody wound up doing with our next song, Elton John's Daniel. Um, I did not miss him so much, but that song was stuck in my fucking head after doing the rankings yesterday in a like incredibly creepy mashup with Mary Mary, which we'll get into it. Mary, Mary, oh, why you, Daniel? (laughs) I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, Here is what I do know is that this one, while I don't love the song, it sort of grew on me from being stuck in my head. And like something about your enthusiasm for it, like kind of gave it a bump 
for me in terms of my like general esteem. I mm. do think it is quite iconic for this, and yet the highest that it would go on my list was 12th. Mm-hmm. Nine points. And I feel like maybe that was a mistake, but here we all are in the Mastess legislature writing this bill, so let's move I, on. What'd you do? I, first of all, feel flattered and honored that my presence on hashtag Team Daniel uh, moved the song up a bit in your esteem. Because I really do. I, I'll, I'm always willing to get out here and rep for this particular song, which I, as you know, love. Now, that being said, I, again, was trusting my gut. And my gut this week, with one or two quite notable exceptions, was really leaning toward maximalism oh shocker sarah <laughs> what but i was like if a, I need a song to be like a burst of energy it can be a power ballad but i feel like it can't be sleepy so therefore for me that was why i justified putting daniel in 15th place huh yeah i think that i think that really makes sense i think that we do end up um I think that they're stickier if they're peppier. I think you're right. That was what I was arguing with myself. Like when you, when you meet someone who has the name Cecilia, you get the joy of being like, Cecilia. That's really fun. Everybody has fun (laughs) except maybe Cecilia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like they're like a couple notes where the listeners put it. They put it even lower. They put it in 18th. So wow. Apparently they want Daniel to get on that plane and get the hell out. Yeah, I guess. All right. So that's six points from me, three points from them, nine points from you. I don't think we shall be seeing the like of Daniel again. I don't think so. Um, On his way out, let's ask him if he can hear the drums. Oh, being played by his friend Fernando. Uh Uh-huh. This, I mean, again, I've said it before. We don't have a clip, which is sort of a shame. Um, We may need one next week. Who knows? I ended up ranking this rather low because it's my favorite ABBA song. And I do think it is, I don't think it doesn't meet the brief. It was sort of at the bottom of my, um, this still works for me according Mm -hmm. to our um, framework, just not as well as other songs. And then songs below it were like, I don't think this works at all. But it's still only in 16th because it just wasn't, as you said, things have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Fernando went towards the bottom with five points. You? So I was in alignment with you. I love this song. I love this version of the song. I love Abba's version. I love Cher's version. Great. Mm-hmm. No bad versions. I'm sure there's a bad version out there somewhere. But those two are great. Fernando, excellent. However, I don't know any Fernandos. And if <laughs> I did, maybe I would be singing this song at them all the time. I cannot speak to that. That is not, as the kids like to say, my lived experience. Mm. Therefore, it is for me in 18th place with three Mm, points. Okay. Now, the patrons either know some Fernandos or don't really give a shit about our (laughs) (laughs) self-imposed restrictions. Probably more likely it's that. They're like, why are you thinking about this so hard? Just pick fucking Fernando, you fools. Um, Adam Grossworth among them, I'm sure. Mm, Hello, Adam. Yes. Hey, Adam. Um, But this song for them was number 10. A top 10 finish for ABBA. So if the patrons had their way, ABBA would be moving on. But I don't think it's going to happen because of us in here spoiling everyone's fun. Yeah, probably not. But, I mean, that's what we're for. (laughs) 
That's Mark and Sarah ruin your fun. Mass F, <laughs> Mark and Sarah ruin your fun. Okay. Um. <laughs> Mark and Sarah ruin your fun. <laughs> Okay. Uh, now, look, these vocals are only slightly worse than Laura Branigan's deeply felt, <laughs> but occasionally screechy. Dig that segue. Should we I hear a plus, clip of Gloria, or do you have some framework comments to make before we start? I'm never going to top that segue, so let's just roll that clip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this also popped up on Old Lady Walk, and I was like, here again. I adore this song. I think, like Come On Eileen, it is. it maybe wasn't as popular in the 80s as it is now as a, like, received artifact of the yeah, 80s. I think that's very true and very well said. Um, you could probably, I mean, you, with the Lost Songs Project slash having, you know, a wealth of chart facts could probably speak to that with more information versus a sense. But if you sign off on it, let's move forward. I don't, but I don't even think this is the most iconic Gloria song. I think that's Van Morrison. The voters spoke and I will abide by it. But as much as I have enjoyed listening to this frequently, um, 17 for me, four oh, points. 17. Yeah. Love the song, but like shit's got to go somewhere. That's right. Sorry, y'all. So, um, regarding the song's growth in esteem as time has passed, um, the hockey team that I obliquely mentioned last time that this song became attached to was the St. Louis Blues. And right. that song just became part of the mythos of their miracle season. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is. If you decide that this is your team's lucky song, then it's just your team's lucky song. That's just yeah. how it is. Mm-hmm. And as I think I discussed before, this song has also popped up in so many TV shows. Somebody Somewhere, American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, mm-hmm. etc. So it really is a song, I think, not unlike Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill, that was, of course, known in its time, but has now escaped the 80s and has grown into a bigger thing. Now, here's here's some of my thoughts. Well, here are all of them, really. That's what the show is for. Uh, for me, Gloria meets the brief in the sense that it is punchy, fun. Mm -hmm. Gloria itself is sung in such a way on this song, well, several times, that you don't really need to be able to sing. You just need to be able to go, Gloria! Like, can you hit those syllables in that way? I mean, Laura Brannigan's not really able to sing either, so (laughs) I'm joking. I really am making too much of a bit out of her imperfect but lovable vocals. I apologize you, to Ms. Because if you've never heard her version of the song, The Power of Love, eventually made famous by Celine Dion, you'll be like, huh, that was released professionally. This, yeah, this person was given money to sing into a microphone. <laughs> and then a group of executives decided that it needed to be shipped to radio. <laughs> this is where my other um, co-host, Jeb Lund, would drop the cocaine sound drop by Eric Clapton. So yeah. <laughs> There it is. Love shit going on. Another thing that I was thinking about a lot this time was the fact that 
for me, a song that mentions the name over and over and over and over again is also going to do really, really well for me. Good point. Because she doesn't just say Gloria like three times. I think she says the name Gloria 87 times in this song. And she says it in the verses. She says it in the chorus. She it's says a it in verb. The, yeah. It's a participle. <laughs> it's a brand name. It's, it's a gerund. It's a preposition. It's a disease. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> So for me, Sarah, this was not my 17th. It was my number one. Oh, wow. Yes, because I realized ultimately it meets all of my criteria. It says the name a lot in a very punchy way that doesn't require great singing skill for me to emulate. And I know enough people named Gloria or Julia or, you know, like the the scansion thing that we talked about before that mm-hmm. I can use this in a in a way that is valuable to me. And I decided that its iconicity, sure, I'm writing a grad school paper, was enhanced by the fact that it is a song that has had multi-generational awareness. Therefore, for me, number one gold medal to Ms. Brannigan R.I.P. Okay. Where'd the Patreons put it? They put it in fourth place wow. with 17 points. An exact right. inverse of your ranking, in fact. Okay. Um, would you like to know who ranks dead last in the realizing that we had a clip for 8675309 Jenny? <laughs> uh, me too. I realized it too. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? It's never too late since we're not going to hear from this song again. Probably. Why don't we take a moment to go back in time to our first song? Here's a clip that I spent some time pulling. I'm glad that we both forgot it. But now we're remembering it. Jesus, sorry, Tut One. Here you go. Um, I will take this opportunity to observe that um, I have this theory that whenever a phone number on TV is fake, it's usually 555-1034. It's like a mix of those digits. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's it. That's all I got. Interesting. No, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I am gonna keep an eye on that. And I will say, I'm just I trying to that- distract everyone from the fact that we don't know. After being like, "Don't add us about the number that we forgot the clip," because we are <laughs> cool and great at our jobs. Hi, that's right. We're a seasoned professionals. God damn it! Um, oh my god. I also Sorry, do everybody. Point out, I pulled that specific clip because I thought it really illustrated the point that even when he's singing the Jenny part, you're waiting for the phone number. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Nope. Agree. It illustrated it so well that we filed this under J instead of eight and forgot about it. Cool. Um, best of luck to all of us. Shall okay, next we move got, on? Next, we've got Hey Jude by the Beatles. Now, again, is this song uh, an inescapable classic? Yes. Does everyone know at least some portion of this song? Yes. If we were ranking songs that have na-na-nas in them, this would be a metal contender. <laughs> but we're not. Jude Law is a Jude that we all know. Uh, Therefore, this is not in the basement basement for me, but it only made it for me, Sarah, as high as 16th place with five points. And spoiler, the patrons pretty much agreed with me. They put it in 15th place with six points. 
Um, this one, I think, works against its own interests here because I think a sing-along quality is important for these songs to have. But when the sing-along goes on for, you know, a week, like this song does, it kind of yeah. undercuts it. And that pacing thing that you were talking about earlier, like, it's not that peppy a song. Like, it's not dirgy. It's not exactly a ballad. But it's it doesn't have that, like, let's you know, roll down the window so everybody at this intersection can participate in the car dancing vibe right. at all. So um, with that said, I do think it's iconic. Shout out to our listener, Judy, and I put it in ninth, 12 points. But that will not be enough, I feel. I like that you're, I like your argument about how the song works against its own interests in terms of sing-along ability. Well yeah. said. You know, you should you should join me sometime in hosting a pop culture music criticism podcast. I feel like we have lots of things to say. Why not? Let's try it. See how it goes. <laughs> okay, next. Now, listen, I do want to acknowledge your point from last time. Jesse's girl is weird because it's not about someone named Jesse. It's about mm-hmm. Jesse's girl. So where do we d- direct the object of our iconicity with this song? Is it the concept of the girl? To Rick Springfield's pants would be my suggestion. Um, It still would go there, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, to this day. Absolutely. That being said, my heart said, shut the fuck up. This is your fifth place song. And so I said, okay. Mm. (laughs) Because there's just something. I just, I just, listen, I understand that I am, uh, intellectually, I know this argument holds no water. But one thing I had forgotten about, my grandfather who unfortunately died before I was born, his name was Jesse. And my grandmother would sometimes refer to herself as Jesse's girl. And I thought, oh, I didn't even, I had had buried that memory so deep, but she would. So that's also, I think, partly why this song is going to get some boosts from me. And that's partly why it's in fifth place. I also just do think, for me, emotionally, if not critically, it meets the brief quite well. Um. I respect that. I also have Jesse's going back um, in the family line. My father's mother's mother was named Jesse. Um, just Jesse, not Jessica, i.e. And so this has always annoyed me a little bit is that in my view, Jesse, i.e. is the women's spelling and Jesse, just an E is the men's spelling. So this That's, is I like, agree with you. Is this a um, pro queer anthem? Possibly too late to re-rank it on that basis, although that would be pretty cool of Mr. Springfield. Um, I don't think that's what's going on in this narrative. Um, so, but like my youngest cousin on that side of the family is named for that great grandma, um, just Jesse, not Jessica. And uh, I just don't like the, the romantic, of this song like compared to my own family is sort of like yeah that doesn't work the spelling like I know you can't hear the spelling but that has also annoyed me about fucking Sarah for almost four decades and it's like just put an H on the end it doesn't cost you anything yeah that's not why I don't think it meets the brief though and I really don't this is my last place song one point listen I feel you and the patrons feel you too they put this song it's a great, obviously, yes, but they put the song all the way down in 17th with mm. four points. Interesting. Okay. So you are aligned with our patrons on this issue. Now, I believe that you pulled a clip of Lola by the Kinks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
I did and I didn't. Mr. Yankovic, could you please assist us? <laughs> so good this is what i still associate with the song like i don't know all the lyrics of lola cold but i had not heard yoda in its entirety for probably 20 years until i went to clip it all the words came right back like it cues up and it's like i met him in a swamp down in dago but like oh my god it's so good and it this really is, is a, it is a it is adorable. a great example of what weird al yankovic is brilliant at yeah that it's like, this is a durable enough song to um, both withstand and um, elevate what he does. And uh, I think I mentioned in a previous episode when we first were talking about Lola that I thought that Ray Davies had like worked on it with him. Um, that is not true. I'll link it. I think I linked it in the show notes already. I'll do it again just in case. They are aware of the song and they thought it was hilarious. So... Um, and uh, Weird Al also managed not to fall afoul of Lucasfilm's IP legal team. So great. So far, <laughs> knock wood. Um, this is a great example of how a great song can actually be made better by Weird Al doing his thing. Mm. Actual Lola is a really good song. And here again, I was like, if I don't think that this is the most iconic Lola song, because I think that's Sarah Vaughn, um, but I still, but that's not here anymore. Like, what do I do with this? Um, so I punted and put it right in the middle, 10th place, 11 points. I do think that it scans properly. I think it's not exactly that peppy thing that you were talking about, but like retroactively applying that criterion to these songs. I think that this has that sort of stickiness and sustain mm -hmm. because you can, you can scan it for like almost any name. So. Well, and this, it is so much, it's just so much fun to yeah. sing. And, and that, I guess that that's what I mean as much as I mean by punchiness, because who doesn't want to go la 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 la. Yep. Like that's fun. Now mm -hmm. I didn't rank this song correctly and it's haunting me. <laughs> I put it in 14th place because of okay. who even knows why. That was well, wrong. Things got to go somewhere. And I will wear a hair shirt about it later tonight. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, not only did you put it in the top 10, the patrons also put it in the top 10 at number six with 15 Ooh, points. Ooh, okay. Interesting. So it, it feels like Lola has a fighting chance. It does.
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, I don't think our next song has no. a chance, a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell, I don't which think is why so. I pulled a clip of Suzanne Vega's Luca, again, already in the top 20. It came through a lot. Great song. It's done quite well in this tournament. Um, here's a clip before we go any further. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. I live upstairs from you. Yes, I think you've seen me before. A whole generation knows this off the top, like at the DNA level. So, and it is, I mean, I sing this to the cat all the time because her name should be Puka. And um, <laughs> whenever she does it and I'm reaching for the paper towels, I'm, I'm singing this to her with um, adapted lyrics. With that said, I don't... There's something about the subject matter just yep. like the fact that we sing it to people or rescan it for other names or whatever, or the fact that it's that memorable, like it's a great song. It should be memorable, but not for this. With that said, there were songs that I felt were less apt. So this is in 15th place, mm. but I don't think six points is going to cut the old mustard in this case nor should it what did everyone else do well i again i think top 20 is absolutely correct for this mm -hmm. song and uh i put it in 17th place for the reasons that you just mentioned for one thing even though the melody is incredibly sticky it's not like mm -hmm. it's fun to be like no. hey hey luca did somebody beat the shit out of you today like no like, no walked into a door again like <laughs> oh if, if i ask that's what you'll say they, they, only hit until anyway. you, they only hit until you cry. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. Why are Luca, come stay Gloria, with me. Gloria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we got to change the mood in here immediately. It's bad. La, 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 okay. la, la, Luca. No. Um, yeah, no. Well, and I would say that we are actually, we like, we feel the song is even more appropriate than the patrons do because this is their dead last 20th place <laughs> song. <laughs> yep. That's correct. I think. So I feel like the fact that Luca made it into double digit points is enough of a victory for it here today. I agree. Just barely 11 points total for this song. Yeah. Okay. Um, we talked at length about Mandy uh, on the moist FM season. We talked about it last time. I do need to jump in and say that Adam Grossworth previously mentioned who hosts an excellent podcast called Muppeturgy mm -hmm. sent me a clip of Liza Minnelli and a group of life-sized human-sized Muppets doing a literal interpretation of the lyrics to this song. 
And I, I don't use the word genius lightly. <laughs> it is a genius <laughs> If you would like to feel better about the world, just look up Mandy Muppets Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. You will be delighted by what you discover there. Or scroll down. We'll put it in the show notes for ye. Oh, yeah. Thanks, also, probably a better, a better solution. Just follow the link that we provide you. But anyway, mm-hmm. that being said... This song was really, really on the cusp for me. It moved up and down quite a bit, but ultimately I put it in 13th with eight points simply because there are just other songs that I think are more iconic, despite the fact that Homer Simpson sang it too. I don't know. Just ended up in 13th for me. I was tempted to clip this one um, because I wasn't totally sure that it was going to get through. Um, which may have been a valid concern. I guess we'll find out. Um, And also I wanted to just clip that last like glory note that his engineer just fucking stepped on his dick, like hashtag justice for Barry. That was not cool. Um, But I mirrored you and put it in eighth place with 13 points. I did think there were songs that were more iconic, but I just, you can't, you can't get past this song. I don't feel in terms of this brief and what we're doing here. Um, so that's where I put it, but the Patreon supporters have had some, in my view, (laughs) avant-garde, uh, (laughs) responses to things that I struggle to understand and support. I am mad and disappointed in advance. Just kidding. What did they, what did they do with it? Well, I think you'll feel good about this. They put it in 11th place with 10 points. Okay, that's that's doable. Although, again, this vast, squishy middle of songs, is it feels like it's getting... Well, I can already see that we've got multiple songs that have 31 points, so yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. Um, I don't think our next song is going to be one of them, and I thought about pulling a clip of Mary Mary by Run DMC, too, because I think it's just me out here bugging on this skinny limb but i mean it's it's two mary mary songs in one it's two classic groups in one it's mary and it's mary <laughs> why is she bugging who cares i am probably bugging for putting it at uh number four but this is how i feel this is my truth i am bugging because i think it's a great song that is very sticky but i think my use case scenario is in conflict with um reality-based functioning where are we with the numbers for everybody else well i've got some surprises for you today sarah wow really the patrons put it all the way up in 12th place huh okay and i as you may recall called you last week i i slacked you and said um i just need to talk to you for five minutes it's important (laughs) i said hi i need you to help me receive uh inpatient mental health counseling because i cannot stop singing mary mary mm-hmm. and yes. it has like um like a delicious funky fungus has spread throughout my brain it's like <laughs> i am now controlled like those zombies in the last of us but it's the run dmc fungus so i'm just Ooh. roaming around the streets being like staff mark and sarah talk about <laughs> funky fungi fungus fungus why, why are you sprouting and I have to say that in the course of doing this season, this song has actually become more iconic to me. And that's fair. That's where I am. I just realize it's so perfectly elegant in the way it uses the name because there is a philosophical beauty to the simple question, why are you bugging? 
Yeah. It's not, why are you so fine? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's, Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? And then and later, Mary, what's wrong with you? Mary, Mary. <laughs> and then Mary, Mary's hugging is also required. It's what she song. needs. So I just think that there's something so exactly right about the lovely simplicity of Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? Why are you bugging? And that is why Sarah, Sarah, Mary, Mary is now my number eight. Nice. So... 13 points from me, 9 points from the patrons, and 17 points Ooh. for you from you. Uh-oh, we're bugging on behalf yep. of Mary Mary, I think. Mm-hmm, but in a good way. Yes. Now, we do have a clip of Tony Basil's Mickey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, once again, <laughs> do yes we? and no. Um, <laughs> we have the version from the Bring It On credits, which I think is actually, like, slightly better made. Um... But let's hear this clip, and then I'd like to talk to you a little bit about whether Tony Basil, Basil, whatever, maybe we're British, maybe we're not. Oregano. Um, yeah. If her version's um, somewhat more raggedy, squawky sound speaks to, like, if the form sort of speaks to the function there in an ironical manner. But mm. first, here is B Star Witched. Singing Mickey. This version is like more pleasant to listen to, but I also feel like Tony Basil, Basil, Time, Rosemary, Sage, was trying to comment on the seeming poreless perfection of cheerleaders and how that wouldn't allow them, as this like a paragon of femininity, to enjoy fucking. I could be reading too much into it. Um, I feel like Tony Basil, Basil, Tarragon, whatever was sort of more of a fixture on the music scene for other sort of like punkier, more avant-garde things and was a dancer and choreographer, I think, as well. That's correct, yes. And so this would have been, I think this would have been more of a, like, not performance art concept, but I think she was trying to undercut the, like, cheerleader-dominated or the facade of like social dominance of cheerleaders with this song and this video. And that the bewitched version is taking it a little more at face value, like cheerleaders, they're great, which like they are, I have no kick with cheerleaders. Bring it on as one of my favorite movies, but this version is a little more toothless. That's all I'm saying. And they put it over the blooper reel. So anywho, uh, fifth place though, whoever's singing it 16 points. Well, I absolutely agree with you that Tony Tony Cardamom's version is so much <laughs> better um, because there's something so alive and electric and immediate about all of the shouting that's going on in her version. And yeah, with, with the bewitched version, although I do thank you for articulating the star that they put. Asterisk witched. Yes. That's like an asterisk sinks version of the song. <laughs> um, 
But I think that their version just demonstrates that that is a version that is built on assumed nostalgia and not mm-hmm. about making the song actually work. It also reminds right. me of the fact that there was a Disney Channel series of ads in the 80s that used Hey Mickey as a way of Minnie singing to Mickey. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about those. And it sounded more like the Bewitched version than it did the mm. than it did the version by Tony Antoinette Bailey. Coriander. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I was like stalling because I was like, "Come up, come up with another." <laughs> another, another spice. I like wrote down a couple just in case this happened. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's why we're the same. Talk that's about spices. <laughs> so Tony Allspice's version was anyway. Uh, so, and also with regard <laughs> to iconicity, Tony's version clearly being the best. Sure. Uh, the song itself is connected to the name Mickey inex- like inextricably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a couple of Mickeys would absolutely sing this to them. So for me, it was uh, 10th place. So mm-hmm. 11 points. So I was 10th place. You were fifth place. And for the patrons, it was number one with 20 points. Wow. I'm not surprised by that at all, actually. Yeah, I'm not either. And I feel like it's a defensible choice for first place. Word. Um, now, next we come to My Sharona, which the patrons and I, I will both just say right away, we put it in the same position, which was 19th. I, with all the love for my old um, Teresa's Pizzetta manager, John DeBona, um, and I fucking love this song. I love bugging out to that bridge. It's really i mean it's a great song it's a great pop song and i was shocked once the dust had settled on these um extremely uh contentious for myself between me and myself um rankings i was shocked to find it was only at 14th but that was like the best i could do Mm -hmm. because i think my use cases and the way that my that i and my mother and like my family generally would like weirdly hack all kinds of songs um and sing them at each other and pets and traffic and stuff i think is like i wouldn't say it's um like sui generis i think a lot of people and families and couples do this and have this weird language with each other but it's a dialect that i think doesn't translate that well even for myself that i was like oh yeah there's 13 songs better than this one at this brief so yeah 14 so long yeah, and I, the knack again it is absolutely appropriate that this song is in the top 20 but a reason that it was easy for me to put it near the bottom is also this is the song that made the name sharona famous not mm-hmm. and, and there's just something about yeah. that that feels like a little off uh clearly though potent enough that it's in the top 20 but yeah i think we're all in agreement there mm-hmm. now where did you end up placing mr steve perry's oh sherry um, I flipped these neighbors in my list. This is number seven for me, 14 points. Um, I was actually a little shocked that this was as, quote, low as it was, but I just... And here's another one that, like, I'm annoyed by the spelling. Like, there's a Y on the end of Sherry. Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> don't at me, Sherry's IE. Um, I just... Like, I think that this song 
maybe it doesn't matter what the name is, that you can sing Barry, that you can sing Jerry, um, that you can sing Cherry, which oh, I Mary, was... Why you bug? You bug. <laughs> bug on, bug on. Like, and I can't stop singing it right now, even though no one wants to hear this. So, uh, yeah, I put it in seventh, and I am interested to see what everybody else did. What about you? Well, and if Tony MSG had recorded a version of this song, I don't know that I would like. Sorry, just to keep <laughs> Tony MSG. Oh boy. Um. So Tona the patrons, Adobo. Sure. Sure. You put it in seventh. The patrons put it in, in ninth, which gives it twelve points. And this is a moment where I surprise myself because Sarah, I put it in second place. Huh. Okay. I just was like, "Fuck yeah, this song is so good," and. It's just, it's just the, oh, Sherry. And again, it's not an up, it's a, it's a power ballad, but it's so much fun. It's so over the top. And yeah. I just want to ball up my fists and sing passionately at someone named Sherry. And I also, again, as I described last time that we talked about this song, keep going back to my own experience of the way this song is used in the stage play of Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's just so satisfying. So yeah, to me, this one is a, it's, it's a, Hot damn yes for wow. me, clearly. Well done. Um, now, we do have a clip of Toto's Rosanna. Shall we okay. play that? This is the Andrew pick. Here is Toto. This song is growing on me also. (laughs) Yes, Um, I actually find myself maybe loving this song right now. (laughs) Yeah. And I I love like the vocal is um, the vocal is like melodramatic, but it's good. But I also love all the sort of equally melodramatic um, melody line, like horns and um, things going on in the background and like the backup singers being like home. Like, okay, (laughs) everybody settle down, except you know what? Don't. It's the early eighties. This is how, this is how life was lived at the roller rink. So this is higher than I, if you had told me whatever, a month ago, you're going to put it in the 13th. I would have been like, Whoa, way too high. Slow down, buddy. Now I feel like maybe that's too low, but it, that's where it is. Black letter law. So eight points from me. Um, but I have a feeling that I am on the low end here. Not sure. What about you? Well, once again, you have an exact inverse of the patrons who put it in hmm. eighth place and gave it 13 points. Okay. Um, and then I put it in fourth place and gave it 17 uh-huh. points. Okay. And- Is that another like 30 or 31? Because we... <laughs> Oh, no, it's a 38, so... Oh, shit, okay. It's a lot of points for Rosanna. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well picked, Andrew. And the reason that I pulled the clip I did is because I just wanted to demonstrate that Rosanna is sung in multiple ways in this song. So if you're feeling, like, groovy sexy tonight, you can be like, Rosanna, yeah. 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 And then if you're like, 
I need to go wild. Roseanne. You get multiple emotional <laughs> options with yeah. this song. And I like that. Mm. Good choice. <laughs> Thank you, Tono, for giving me multiple emotional options mm. with which to sing at Rosanna. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the police perhaps should be abolished for really only giving us the one way to say Roxanne. But boy, is it a boy, is it sticky. Roxanne! The yelling cat method is certainly appropriate. I, when I saw the police, I'm sure I've told this story, so I'll keep it quick. I saw the police as part of some like PBS, like WNET benefit. I think we were at Madison Square Garden and Sting was pretty forthright about how some shit had been keyed down so that he could still do these yowls and not have his voice crack because it's not so easy to be a rock tenor when you're like in your 60s. Right. So I always respected that, that he's like, in order to perform this correctly, we're going to drop it a couple keys so that you get what you paid for. Roxanne! Um, this was Dan Patrick Brady's pick. I respect it. I put it in sixth because, I mean, are there a lot of Roxannes? Not really. Do I happen to know any? No. Can you hack this for just about any other name or thing that even scans closely? Yes, is the hearing the word Roxanne and immediately going like just swooping into that yowl? Is that just a knee jerk reaction for everybody over a certain age and some people under it? Yes. Number six, 15 points. I feel like now I need to do some scientific research and rewatch the Steve Martin movie Roxanne Mm -hmm. and see if they use this song in that movie. I don't think they do. And that is a goddamn missed opportunity because if that movie had been made in the 2000s, they absolutely would have had fucking Justin Timberlake out there remaking this song. Yeah. It just occurred to me that I don't think we have said word one about Frankie and Johnny. Did you realize that? You mean the song Frankie and Johnny? Yeah. Huh. Now that's going to be stuck in my head. God damn it. Anyway, your ranking of Roxanne. So I and the, the... Like the patrons, I was besotted with this song and its appropriateness for this competition. We both put it in third. Oh, shit. Damn. And shout out again to the world's best drinking game, which I described the last time Mm -hmm. we talked about this song. So, Roxanne, I'm sipping a Mike's Hard Lemonade in your honor right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're going to dial nine and one. We're going to play the song. We're going to play the game. We'll see you at uh, NYU Langone. (laughs) And by... We, I mean, Mark and Sarah, (laughs) which um, is our final clip today. I pulled it just to underline, A, my suffering, um, and B, that I don't, like, nobody else feels this way about it because they're not named Sarah or Mara or Tara or Kara or whoever else had to put up with this shit. So here is um, Mickey of Starship's uh, excellent vocal wasted on um, <laughs> just like, I don't even know, store A brand song. treacle. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah.
I mean, justice for Mickey. Like we said the last time we talked about this and when we talked about Jane, you know, that one, that was a perfect arrangement for that vocal um, because he could really let it rip. This, he's just like being, I picture him in the booth and the Casios are like invasive climbing vines that he's having to battle while trying to give a decent <laughs> performance. And then it's like in the background barf. Um, also, I've heard it 17 million times. Um, one of our neighbors sang it to me as recently as two days ago. Uh, if he weren't 6'5 and the owner of a bar, I probably would have gotten a stepladder and tried to kick his ass. But um, we'll see how he feels when I hack his name for Mandy. He's not going to like it, but I can still run pretty fast. Number two, 19 points. Come for me, Patreons. Before we move on to my feelings about Sarah, do you think that this is the Mickey about whom Tony Kuman was singing? Uh, What I think is that you just wanted to say Tony Kuman. That's right. That's what I think. You're right. um, Listen, any opportunity, I'm a a whore for a joke that I think is funny. I'm a dad mm -hmm. joke whore. Um, Listen, I have sung this song at so many Sarahs because, as we've discussed... Being our age, you couldn't <laughs> throw a handful of big league chew in the air without having it land on 16 nope. Sarahs. You're right. And uh, all of them needed to have this song sung at them. That's just how it was. I don't make the rules. That's just the rule. So Neither do me, I, sadly. <laughs> this song was in sixth place for me with 15 points. Mm-hmm. However, I'm choosing to believe that the patrons are trying to protect you, Sarah. So I, I think that's true. They dropped it all the way down to 14th and gave mm. it seven points only. I don't, I don't think it'll help. I, I don't still think stuck it, with it. Having, having all of the rankings and the point totals in front of me right now, I can tell you it's not going to help. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> we'll deal with that next week. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this up front. I know I am the cheese who stands alone with Stacy's mom. I put it in the top 10, number nine to be exact. But I, again, I just think for me, it just is great. If I ever meet a Stacy, I'm singing this at her, at him, Stacy Keach. I'll sing it at you too. Great. <laughs> um, so for me, understanding that it, I am the only one, I'm sure, who feels this way, I put it in ninth, 12 points from me. Heart you, Stacy, your mom, Adam Schlesinger, Fountains of Wayne, all of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is an all-time great song. I have, um, I think, invested it with more um, the heartbreak of being a 15-year-old chronic masturbator than perhaps was intended. But, um, you know, Schlesinger, may he rest, contained so many multitudes, and I think it's not impossible. Of the ones that I'm like, this is modifying someone else, and so, I don't know, this was the highest score, but it was still uh, only 18th place for me with three points um even though i just sang it this morning about myself to the dog bearski's mom (laughs) i'm not proud of it but this is how i feel listen we have to go on our journeys and the patrons agreed with you anyway they put it in 17th place and only gave it four points all right but if stacy's mom is upset just come hang out with me it'll be mm -hmm. fine i mean uh, she's got it going on she might have 
something else to do when she changes out of her towel. <laughs> um, like Possibly. go to Fenway Park and hear Sweet Caroline. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum. I mean, I picked this to win and that didn't stop me from not ranking it number one before when I was doing this, but it's my number one today with 20 points because... I mean, maybe it's that I've spent most of the past week in Massachusetts and it's just like, it's in a ton of commercials there for everything from like um, motor oil to um, local gas stations to like the local healthcare system. And then of course, you know, the Red Sox. So uh, I think this is actually, I understand why people don't like the song. I think the so good part is, is kind of ick, but I just think that Caroline's and Madeline's and um, anyone whose name scans with this. Coraline's. Coraline's. Invisalign's. Invisalign's. um, Anodyne's. Whatever. Whatever the case. Whatever the use case. I just think that this is absolutely the most one-to-one matchy with the name and anything similar to the name and it has the sports story, and it's peppy. Um, so yeah, it's my number one. I feel good about the pick, but I also am not sure that everyone shares my opinion. Well, we're not. We're none of us that far off uh, because I put it in seventh place with fourteen mm-hmm. points. Okay, simply because, and again, this is the most idiosyncratic thing. But I have met in South Carolina, where my husband and I now have a home. A woman named Caroline. I met her Mm -hmm. over a year ago. I see her consistently, and it never once occurred to me to sing this to her. Huh. Okay. So I was like, well, Mark, you need to take that into account here in this serious time. When these choices are being made, you must look at yourself with clarity and honesty. No, I agree. So I had the chance to use it in the wild, and I didn't take it. So for me, it cannot be my number one. Sure. That said, of course this song is forever. Of course, it cannot be escaped. That ubiquity is important. Mm-hmm. And all of the reasons that you just described are spot on. So that's why I put it in seventh place and I feel fine. And in between us, the patrons put it in fifth. Um, mm. So that's 14 points for me, 16 points from them, and 20 points from you. That should probably do it. Well, I actually have already worked out the spreadsheet magic. If you would like to hear going from 20th to first, our final rankings for this episode. I I would. Okay, now, keeping in mind that where you land in this ranking is your ultimate ranking for this season if you are songs 11 through 20. So that's mm-hmm. important work that's being yep. that's important work that's being done. Yep, you can put it on your CV, songs. <laughs> okay, in last place, we have My Sharona by The Knack. Aww. In 19th place... We have Luca by Suzanne Vega. In 18th place, we have Daniel by Sir Elton John. Okay. In 17th place, we have Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne. Okay. In 16th place, we have Fernando. In 15th place, we have 8675309. In 14th place, we have Jesse's Girl. So that means no matter what we think now, all of the apostrophe names are out. Out, I tell you. (laughs) You tried. 
You tried. <laughs> I did. Hashtag, you tried it. In 13th place, we have Hey Jude. Okay. And then in 12th place, we have Mandy. Oh, you came and you gave without clipping, and I gave you away. Sorry, I tried. And I have to say, I'm shocked by this one, too. In 10th, I'm sorry, in 11th place, meaning it's just out of the finale episode, is Cecilia. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, and damn. Okay. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm really shocked that a, a first place pick from one of the three voting bodies did not make it into the finale. Well, there was, I mean, there was just a lot of 31-ing happening, so... That's right, and in fact, uh, Cecilia and Mandy actually both tied at 31 points, but because it doesn't really impact the ultimate result of the episode, I'm putting them alphabetically. So Cecilia gets to be 11th because it comes alphabetically first. Fair. Now we get to the top 10. Drumroll, please. In 10th place, we have Lola. Okay. In... Ninth place, we have Rosanna, yeah. Uh-oh. In eighth place, Sarah, Mary, Mary. Why you bugging? Oh, that's a victory, I feel. Oh, it really is. Hallelujah. In seventh place, we have Sarah. In sixth place, we are Colin Gloria. Mm-hmm. And fifth place, we have Come On Eileen. Okay. In fourth place, okay, this top four is interesting. In fourth place, we have O'Sherry. Okay. In third place, we have Mickey. Okay. And then in second place, out of first by one point, second place is Sweet Caroline with 50 points. And then Roxanne is number one with 51 points. I mean, should we? Hmm. All right. Well, I I don't think we talked about, like, should we um, bet on who is going to, quote, win if they predicted this correctly? But what should we get Dan if he's right? And this is the number one overall. I mean, seriously, I I, I would say a massive t-shirt, but he already has one. Yeah. (laughs) And he has a backup. And um, I mean... I could promise to stop singing, but that's not realistic. If Dan ends up predicting the number one out the box like that, I I think that we have to, we have to give him an opportunity to like pick a special song that we talk about something. We got to give him something. Yeah. Or maybe we talk about it on the season ending Patreon only single and he can be our guest. Yeah, totally. I do want to note though, that Andrew's pick, Dan's pick and our pick joint pick, all still in our top 10. They all, so made, all it. made it to the final. Yeah. So next week in our first name basis finale, we will be ranking the top 10 to get a final ultimate deciding ranking of these 10 songs. So join us next week when again, we shall be meeting on the battlefield, Lola, Rosanna, Mary, Mary, Sarah, Gloria, come on, Eileen, Oh, Sherry, Mickey, sweet Caroline and Roxanne. We hope that you will help us with this vote and future votes by joining us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash masters, which we named sensibly, unlike every single other account we own. (laughs) It was the 1800s, literally, when we started this podcast. We didn't know. Our social media was a donkey named (laughs) Bell. 
Um, but yeah, we hope that you will join us. We can't do these ranking seasons without you and wouldn't want to try. So thanks so much. And we will talk to you next time. You and Tony, Tony Cardamom are welcome to join us at any time. <laughs> I, I totally ran out of spices. Next, we should have started naming her after the Spice Girls. That's what we'll Cardamom do has got it going on. There it is. It's all <laughs> there <of> <laughs> Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me. And edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter, at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram, and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.